fellow classic TV fans, and welcome to Retro TV Trivia. I'm your host, Pat McCormack, from the Golden Rage of TV. If you haven't done so, please hit the subscribe button to get notified of all the new episodes. If you like what you hear, please give me a positive rating and review. Every little bit helps. On today's show, you'll hear my interview with actor, comedian, voiceover actor, and master impressionist, Jim Meskimen. If you don't know of Jim, you are in for a real treat. He can do it all, and his classic television connection just might amaze you. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, the hyper-talented Jim Meskimen. Jim! I, I hyper talented. That's a new one. Thank you. Thank you. I make, it makes me think I, I should talk faster, like Robin Williams somehow. Or, or, or like Martin Scorsese also talks very quickly. So maybe maybe that's what you mean by hyper talented. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. Well, I think you just gave everybody the example of what I meant by hyper talented. <laughs> I, I think of the term a man of a thousand voices and that nickname with my retro TV trivia realm. I, I stick on folks like Paul Fries or uh, Mel Blanc. But since I've come to learn about you, I think it actually belongs to you, Jim. Well, that's very kind. I, you know, I, I probably do about 75 or 80 voices, uh, you know, at, at a professional level. Uh, a thousand, that's a lot of voices, but uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> we, uh, can round, we can round it up. We can, yeah, round <laughs> way up. <laughs> That's that fuzzy math there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Jim, I got to tell you before we before we get off and running here, one of the most ironic things occurred about a month ago. Hmm. And that was when I heard from our mutual friend, Harlan Bowl, to tell me that you were available for an interview. Now, I was thrilled. But I was on vacation uh, and we went we went out to Hawaii, my wife and I, and I brought two books with me. One of them was The Boys, uh, right? yeah. Ron, Ron, Howard. Ron and Clint Howard. All right, all right. And the other one was, and this is going to get you, My Days, Happy and Otherwise. Wow. My mom's book. Yeah. Wow. Two, two fine books. <laughs> I, I was flabbergasted. I could not believe the irony of it. It was poetic. Yeah. <laughs> to use a term. Oh man. Well, I guess I guess I've kind of let the cat out of the bag in a sense where we should reveal just who your mom is. And I got to say, Jim, before we do, I want you to know that you have the reputation of being the sweetest, happiest baby ever born. <laughs> yeah. I I guess so, you know. I that 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 period of my life is very very fuzzy to me, but uh... <laughs> Well, apparently you were having a good time and were in a good mood most of the time. <laughs> I, I picked I picked some some lovely parents, and my my mom especially was uh, really terrific. And I'm gonna see her in a little while, actually. So I'll I'll send your regards. Oh, how wonderful! Yes, it's my autographed copy that I got from her at the Hollywood show a couple of years oh, back. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll feed the audience a little bit more of a clue. Your middle name is Ross, correct? That is my middle name. I wonder why. Well, that's that's yeah. Let the let the cat out of the bag. So, <laughs> okay. So my mom is Marion Ross. Happy day. Yeah, she's a wonderful actress. So talented. I I've loved Marion in every single thing she did. I mean, of course, most know her as Mrs. C, but 
I mean, I, I, I know that she'd done so much work prior to that and then appeared yeah. on so many great shows. It's astonishing. Yeah, and she's one of these actresses who I noticed always improves the quality of, of the show somehow. Exactly. You know, she's on a show, it suddenly gets a little better. People up their game a little bit. It means a little bit more to them. She just brings people up. And that's something that I would really like to emulate in my career is the ability to to elevate a project just by just by working on it. And I, I you know, I, I don't feel like I've done that, but I, I'm, it's a goal of mine to match what my mom has done. Yeah, boy, that's a tall order for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just such a beloved person. And, and, you know, in meeting her briefly that that day, I just I felt, OK, <laughs> Marianne Ross is down to earth, as could be. Yeah, yeah. And I got yeah, that impression from, you know, some of the other castmates. But, uh, you know, she was a big deal. And I was, I was needless to say, nervous. <laughs> wow. Where was this show? It was uh, at the, um, well, it was the Hollywood show, the one that they had at the, uh, gosh, I can't remember what the hotel was, but by, by LAX. Okay. And she was there. Don Most was there. Anson was there and mm -hmm. uh, Scott Bale. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't and get I didn't get to meet Scott because his line was too long. <laughs> wow. wow. He was popular. Yeah, popular guy. Yeah, the, uh, they're all gosh, Don and uh, Anson have known mom since the 70s and they still have a nice friendship. In fact, we uh, we went and saw Don sing recently at Gary Marshall's theater. He's a big band singer these days. Right. He's really enjoying that that phase of his career. He loves it. And uh, he was outdoors singing with a with a nice little tight little um, seven piece band uh, in the parking lot there of the Gary Marshall Theater. It was really sweet. Again, multi talented. Multi talented. Ralph, who knows that Ralph Mouth could also sing songs of you know Harold Arlen and. <laughs> It's terrific. It's marvelous. Wonderful, wonderful songs. Great, great, great songs. Well, speaking of talent, tell us a bit about Jim Pressions. Well, Jim Pressions is my kind of my brand uh, that I've come up with. And uh, it's also the name of my one man show, which I'm rebooting at the moment, trying to get that up again after the, the COVID lockdowns. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Jim Pressions is a way that I relate to the world. I, I, I look at things that I admire, things that I, people that I dig watching, performers, actors, speakers, and uh, I try to figure out what it is I like about them and, and present them to audiences in a, in a fun way that uh, keeps them entertained and laughing and, and uh, marveling at a person's ability to, to duplicate another. I think people always enjoy impressions because it's a little bit of a, like a magic trick. You know, suddenly the person who wasn't there before and all of a sudden they are in your space, you know, like Patrick Stewart suddenly appears on the radio. And that's uh, there's something thrilling about that, you know, because you hadn't seen you hadn't seen him come in and, uh, and sit down and put his jacket down. And all of a sudden there he is in your face. Well, like we were saying, Robin Williams before he sort of enters the room. And, uh, you know, it's just a marvelous experience to give to people, make them realize that, you uh, I don't know, was there's something beyond just the material, you know, there's something, something a little more spiritual about it. And uh, it's a great deal of fun. So Jim Pressions is kind of my overall title. That's Jim Pressions on Instagram and, and uh, I think on YouTube as well. So yes. 
just my way of uh, interacting with with the world and putting things out there and trying to make the world a better place. Wow, it's fantastic, folks. If if you just look up Jim Meskimen on YouTube, you will be entertained, guaranteed. And, and as a matter of fact, I came across your reading of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah, did that <laughs> celebrity voice. I mean, there's no comedy there, but it was the most astonishing. Uh, I just I couldn't believe that you actually went through 61 different celebrities in that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was watching it, you know, on my on my laptop and slowly I start noticing my family is starting to gather around me. <laughs> behind me. It was it an intervention? No. It was more no. like who is that guy? He's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's nice. That's nice to hear. It's great. It's true. And and you made an, an instant four fans just like that. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the power of that's the power of good writing, you know, that Thomas Jefferson, he knew a thing too. <laughs> I and it's funny, I'll be honest with you, it's the first time I actually really heard the Declaration of Independence, let alone uh-huh. read it. Uh-huh. And some yeah. of the stuff in that thing is pretty amazing. Shocking, if if I might pretty, say so. <laughs> pretty good document. It's like, wow, those guys were deep. Yeah, definitely were deep. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you saw that. Yeah, I, I you know, I try to do things seasonally and uh, things that come to mind. And uh, I write poetry myself, so I, I will sometimes write a poem and then figure out all the different voices that can inhabit it and, and, and sell it, you know, bring it across to people. No, I was just going to say it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I, I don't have to wait for anybody's permission. I just kind of slap it up, which is nice. That's That's one major thing that's changed in my career over the years is that I used to have to wait to get a particular part or a a particular kind of request and hope for, you know, that something would come along. And now there's really nothing in the way of of me entertaining my own creative ideas and and getting them in front of a world audience. It's, it's a, it's very, it's a very beautiful time in that way. Yeah. Well, that's where you deserve to be. Um, You know, I want to, I want to kind of quote you from your mom's book where you said that your mother gave you the gift of artistic encouragement. Yes. And I thought, that's just a beautiful thing to say. Yeah, it's really true. Thank you. Uh, she, she, she was always a real advocate and um, supporter of, of, of me and, uh, and to a lesser degree, my sister, but she did support her as well. I, why I was the firstborn and I got a lot of, I got a lot of, you know, undeserved attention, but um, <laughs> Uh, my sister and I have both been in the arts for most of our lives, and, and my mother, uh, my sister's a writer and a uh, very funny person, oh, very yeah. funny. Sure. A lot of great work on Friends. She was a writer-producer on Friends and a lot of other really great uh, shows. But my mom was uh, unique that way. She would look at a drawing that I'd done, even at a young age, and say, that's wonderful. You know, and I, I think as, I grown, as I've grown up, I found that most people didn't have parents like that. Most people had parents that would go, Hey, why are you drawing on the wall? Or, hey, wait a minute, that's my piece of paper. Or, or, well, you know, that's okay, but you'll never make a living at it. All these kind of less than supportive statements. But my mom was always, always extremely supportive. And it helped me because, you know, when you're a kid, you have these impulses to do things. Some of them are social, some of them are antisocial. But if you can find encouragement 
in those creative aspects of, you know, whatever it is, if you're cooking or you're maybe you're an athlete and you like to create a, a, a very fit body or, or condition physically, you, you, you need encouragement from the parent. And uh, that's the way we've tried to raise our daughter, too. And, and uh, happily, she's also become a right. That's, that's Taylor, correct? Yeah. Taylor Meskimen is a award-winning voice artist and narrator, as well as being a very fine actress herself. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, you know, if you can if you can figure out a way to always find the good in what your child does artistically, it makes a tremendous difference, I think. And my mom was just brilliant at it. Isn't that true? You know, I'd, I'd had a career in music for years, actually. Wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they were supportive to a point. They were supportive, but <laughs> not, not, point. not quite like what I think you got. I, yeah. I do know that they never took credit for everything I know, though, which <laughs> you probably know what I'm getting at there. <laughs> that story in the book is so great. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. My well, mother. now what was that? That was a, a high school talent contest. Uh, a high school creation fair that I was in. I was basically in charge of it, but you know, from the student aspect of it, and it had artwork and sculpture and also performances. And I did a little performance just to kind of contribute to the evening. I did some sort of Shakespeare thing, and and a lot of my friends and other people in high school performed. And my mother was the celebrity judge uh, to to give you know first prize, and she, to my extreme hum humiliation, <laughs> gave, it, <laughs> gave the best back reward to me in front of everybody. You know, and 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 her comment, as you've alluded to, was, "Well, I have to give this award to Jim Meskimen because I taught him everything he knows." <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. Oh I, my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fixed. This whole thing is fixed. Oh, my God. I'm sure there's plenty of people still surviving from that time in my high school that will give me the stink eye about that one. Well, and, and yet she she poked fun, you know, and made it mm -hmm. not so serious. By, by Obviously, that had to be a funny moment. I mean, really. <laughs> I'm sure it was to somebody. <laughs> yes, he won. And if it wasn't for me. <laughs> I need to be here. Yeah. I love that. My, but I am curious, when did you realize that you had the gift of, oh, here's the question, impersonator or impressionist? What's the difference? Is there a difference? You know, I, I, it's, not a, it's not a very well-defined uh, area, but in my mind, an impersonator is someone who dresses up and, and tries to resemble that person. Maybe they also sound like them, mm -hmm. but they make extra efforts to... Uh, to embody their personage, you know, right. I do a bit of that when I'm in a movie, like I just did uh, a movie about the Chippendales dancers called Welcome to Chippendales, where I portray, uh, um, uh, what's his name, Phil Donahue, the talk show host, and I was made up to look like Phil Donahue, I was given, you know, a nice gray hairpiece and uh, a bit of a paunch and uh, the famous glasses. Uh, so in that case, I would think I was being more an impersonator. Uh, but, you know, when I go on stage and do the impression show, I'm not making efforts to look like the person other than, you know, doing sometimes things to my face uh, from inside. But uh, that that I think is more of an impression. Right. Uh, 
but I don't know. I mean, it's 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 not a, a very well defined uh, difference. Hmm. But uh, and I I've been doing it uh, all my life mostly just out of fun and enjoyment and just playfulness. You know, my mom again set a good example because she would do accents and characters, and that looked like fun. And we would communicate that way with one another and make each other laugh on long road trips. And um, so I, I grew up knowing that that was a an avenue of of delight, if you will. And uh, when I got to be a professional in, in my 20s and was in New York and I found that I had a little bit of a little bit of a leg up on other actors uh, at auditions and stuff because of impressions. That's when I realized that, well, you know, maybe I maybe there's something here that is marketable and can help me survive in the world uh, outside of it just being a fun thing to do socially. Right. Right. Well, and was it, was it a natural ability or on the side of natural, or did you have to put the 10,000 hours in it takes to become an expert? You know, I think I, I, I think I put a lot of time into it. You did just the like 10,000 hours. I, you know, I didn't clock them, but uh, <laughs> I put a lot of hours in for sure. 10,000 hours, that's a lot of hours. But, you know, as with drawing, my first career was as a cartoonist illustrator. And I I spent many, many hundreds of hours certainly uh, drawing as a kid. It was my way of coping with with life, really, because, um, you know, I like to go off by myself and draw. And uh, luckily, that turned out to be something that was a marketable skill, and which I still do today. So I think, you know, there's a lot. Talent is one thing. Talent's a little hard to judge sometimes. I mean, you can you can look at an athlete and go, wow, well, you are the right size and weight and proportion for this particular uh, uh, event. Uh, but in my case, it's like, well, I'm dealing with ideas and I'm dealing with a lot of intangibles. It's hard to say, well, what's talent and what's just the fact that I've been doing it since I was a little one. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's that important. And, you know, sometimes people can go, well, I, I don't have talent, so I'm not even going to try. And mm -hmm. That's a mistake because you can make up for talent by just being very invested in any activity. It has to be something you're obviously deeply interested in. But, um, you know, I think sometimes people go, well, talent is the main thing. And if I don't have that or someone hasn't mentioned that or it's not obvious that I have talent, then why bother? And the why bother is because if you really like it, you better do it. You know, I imagine when you were doing music, it was because you really loved it. Yes. Yes, for sure. And that's that's the driving force. You will put the time into it if you love it. And I don't know that anybody with the talent like yours comes right out of the gate, you know. <laughs> I'm the well, next Rich Little, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. And I would like to do my impression of Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a question for Phil Donahue if he's there. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sure. Hi. How are you? Phil, I want to know. How do you feel about generations of men, such as myself, being completely in love with your wife? Well, I've had to share Marlo with uh, a lot of people, you know, and uh, it's, it's something that's it's my uh, it's my axe to bear or my uh, my bail to tote or I don't know what the expression is these days. <laughs> but uh, she's a beautiful one. She was beautiful before I met her and she's she'll be beautiful after I'm gone. Yeah, well, I agree, sir. Timeless. She's got timeless beauty. Well, thank you. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Answer my question. Oh, I would be nervous as heck if I were you. <laughs> just, just, 
Oh, man. I had such a crush. Yeah. So, Jim, yeah. you've done a lot. You've done a lot of film work. You've done a lot of television work. Um, yeah, I just feel like I'm just getting started. It's so funny. I've been doing it for 35 years. I've even got to the point where I have an online course telling people, you know, here's what my successful things that I did uh, at jimworkingactor.com. And, uh, and but I'm always uh, looking for the next big, exciting project. I just got back from New York where I was working on a crime show, one of the one of those crime shows out there. And then I've got a new series coming out in, uh, I think, this year, maybe in the fall called The Big Door Prize. And uh, that's that's a fun show that stars uh, Chris O'Dowd. I think you might know Chris O'Dowd, <laughs> the wonderful Irish actor. And uh, he's he's in it as well. And so, you know, I'm, I'm always looking for the next exciting, big, you know, project that demands a lot of me that's challenging and that a lot of people enjoy. Right, right. And well, it's great to see that uh, that Ron Howard um, casted you in a few of his classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thrilled to see that you were in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, that was a great job. I worked on that picture for four months, getting into makeup every day and uh, hanging out there on the set of Whoville and really great memories. That was an extraordinary experience and, and one that is not, not likely to be duplicated. It's, uh, they don't even make movies like that anymore. It's, uh, if they ever did, you know, it was, uh, it was really extraordinary time. Right. Right. Well, let's hope they don't try because, you know, when you got perfection, just leave it alone, you know, leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. He did it. It's perfect. And officer Houlihan was perfect. Like, Thank you. Who Lahan, of course. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the it's interesting, the artist, the uh, makeup artist that did a lot of the design and uh, application for that film and did uh, Jim Carrey's makeup and uh, a lot of other guys. It was a guy named Kazuhiro, a Japanese uh, um, special effects artist. And he's really come forward. That was one of his first jobs out here in the States. And uh, he's just kept moving to strength from strength to strength. And he did Winston Churchill's uh, Gary, Gary Oldman's Winston Churchill makeup for Darkest Hour. Oh. And I worked with uh, Sean Penn recently on Gaslit, where he played John Mitchell under humongous amounts of uh, special effects makeup so that he was unrecognizable. Unrec and that makeup had been designed by Kazuhiro. Uh, who I got to see on the set and, and have a nice reunion with. So uh, it's interesting how you just, in show business, you run into the same professionals over and over again over the years, and they just get better and better and better. Uh, it's it's a wonderful community. Well, well, Jim, um, is there anything you would like to plug, um, you know, upcoming performances or, or shows that you're... Absolutely. Well, as I mentioned, the Big Door Prize that's coming out, that'll be on Apple TV uh, I'm going to be in a really cool episode of Hunters season two, whenever that comes out. That's the uh, Al Pacino Nazi hunting show. Yeah. I, I get to play a German, so it's very exciting to do that. That's is good. This is very good. And then uh, what else have I got? Oh, I, well, the online course, I, I definitely, if any of your listeners are actors or want to be actors or uh, are experiencing a lull in their acting career or feel like they're always you know, the the, uh, the the tail is wagging the dog in their case. They should check out jimworkingactor.com and uh, see if any of those videos are helpful. I've tried to isolate what I, what I know worked for me and what I do on a weekly basis to keep my career rolling forward. 
Uh, and as I said, I've been doing it for 35 years. I know what I'm doing. I know how to keep it rolling. Uh, I'm not a big star, but I'm a working actor and I've been that way for a long time. So jimworkingactor.com for that. And uh, I'm in the new Beavis and Butthead movie. So you can see me there. You're, Perfect. Or you're, but you'll hear me and you'll see a, a picture of uh, <laughs> of someone that looks like Ed Harris, who's who's was basically who I was imitating, a head of NASA uh, for that silly film. Right. Uh, just don't operate any heavy machinery for at least an hour after watching that film. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, <laughs> gosh. And, and of course, I play Colonel Sanders on your radio commercials uh, and also some of your TV spots, too. So next time you see a, a bucket of chicken and someone's saying finger licking good, realize that that's your old friend, Jim. <laughs> well, I grew up eating your food, Colonel. Uh, I don't mind at all. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And folks, you'll you'll find links to what uh, Jim is referring to in the description. So by all means, look up what he's working on and, and get on YouTube and check this guy out. I can't describe it, how good it is. So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> it's, it's very kind of you. Well, I'm going to let you go. And uh, with my thanks, my audience's thanks. And um, again, what a thrill to have you on, Jim. And Let's do it again. Absolutely. I hope so. All right. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Another Retro TV Trivia episode in the books. Remember to check out JimPressions.com to learn more about this amazing entertainer and all the wonderful things he has to offer. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Speaking of which, pick up his mother's book, My Life, Happy and Otherwise, by Marion Ross. You can find it either on Amazon or Google Books. I've read it, and I highly recommend it. Don't hesitate to share this podcast with as many friends as possible. Until next time, I'm your host, Pat McCormack. Thanks for listening to Retro TV Trivia. Retro TV Trivia.